this one with with Connor Donovan pointing, you know, you can either have the ET (laughs) joined finger point or you could have God, you know, whatever. I forget which God. uh, Yeah, I get get the uh, the picture you're talking about. I think that's the uh, the one that's the Sistine Chapel in it. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the nil-nil tie over at Pittsburgh Riverhounds, the old home of Danny V and Russell Ciceroni. Our thoughts on that match. Of course, we're also going to be looking to the next match against Memphis 901, which if you look at both of your hands, count the number of fingers you have, and those are the amount of goals that Memphis has received in the last two games. So kind of crazy it's almost like the storm has been playing against them basically at this point (laughs) but let's go ahead and introduce our two usual co-hosts here first as usual let's go over to el grove sharon how's it going (laughs) it's going good and it's nice to know that memphis has received 10 goals against them versus scoring 10 goals because that kind of makes us a little uh you know like licking our chops and you know here's hoping that this coming weekend that memphis is like we're used to humidity what's with this dry heat you know that it sears their lungs well i don't mean that in a bad way you know let's just yeah we got we got some hopes going on um but i i'm doing okay i'm not looking forward to the heat and i'm on the bubble and jane if you listen to this or any of my friends we got to figure out if we're, are we really going to go to another like roast your eyeballs match because that one that we went to where it was 109 or whatever it was and it and I was my brother was there and my sister-in-law and my sis and it was, we didn't want to sit anywhere near each other because you needed that little extra room for any breeze to get between you and your whoever you were sitting next to and it's like gosh darn you know I think I'll just go in my car in the air conditioning anyhow uh not looking forward to it but you know hey welcome to sacramento jared how you doing you're already there and you're 113 kind of arizona e dry heat you know roast your eyeballs kind of warm 105 that's adorable <laughs> <laughs> but but speaking of Luis bringing up the storm, uh, we'll go into a little bit further. They, they've advanced to the next round, and the next round is actually going to be out here in Arizona. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, later on. But uh, yeah, as per usual Arizona protocol, just keeping my butt inside unless it's absolutely necessary and just going out either in the early morning or late evening. But pretty good here. So you yeah. said there that that the storm advanced. They didn't in the USLW league. They ended up being eliminated. But in the NWSL, Jared, that's what you were oh. talking about, right? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. WPSL. We we they advanced. Unfortunately, they had lost against uh, SF Glens in the USLW league. I mean, that was right. going to be a, a a test anyway. But um, WPSL. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It was a. Great uh, soccer weekend uh, all, all overall. So let's get into it. Yeah, but how about those ten goals they score though? <laughs> Especially scoring them in the, such a stage too, right? 
Yeah. You know, we love it when the storm rack up the score. We love any team of our loves when they rack up the score. It's just kind of like, you know, they just held them against the ropes and just kept punching and punching and punching. And when that happens, you know, the opponent just gets so demoralized, right? When when you see that run up of score, but you know, hey, it is what it is. We also had a couple pretty uh, fun games over the weekend, the Gold Cup. Just real briefly, Luis, you know, the U.S. advanced in the Gold Cup competition using a bunch of youngsters and untried, you know, uh, players. And here they, <laughs> they, if it wasn't for Matt Turner, they would not have advanced against Canada, but they did on PKs. Thank, thank you, Matt Turner. And then the women had their send off for in advance of the World Cup. And that was a fabulous game to watch. Dennis Rodman's daughter, Trinity Rodman, just, I mean, she came on and she owned the stage there. And then, um, oh my gosh, there was one, one other beautiful soccer. Oh, the homeless world cup started over the weekend here in Sacramento, which is a, a big deal for us. So caught up on the external news. Now we can dive into local soccer. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Well, um, if you have any goals of gratitude, uh, then please introduce your, your segment then. And now, one of my favorite segments, Glosses of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some Glosses of Gratitude. Absolutely always grateful. I have... Two, did I get a chance to thank you enough about those conchas? I did on the last segment, but I, I want to thank you again for the conchas that, you know, obviously didn't one of them didn't make it home. But then I also, it's like I don't know why people. Okay, I take it back. I do know why people offer food. Not not about the conchas. My across the street neighbors, I took care of their house during the blazes hot time. I got a box of seeds candy and some other stuff. So it's like, yay, more, more stuff. People tell me that it freezes really well. So we'll see if I can outlast the urge and get them in the freezer. The other thing was a friend of mine baked me a mixed berry pie, Jared. And uh, I don't know if you're a pie guy, Luis. I don't know if you're a pie guy, but this pie, mixed berry, I think it had Loganberry. I don't know, just like exotic berries in this pie. Alala, I don't know, just like Marion, I don't know. It was just like this amazing pie. I've had one piece of it a la mode last night. And the golosses of gratitude for that pie go to Kalia Ingram and David Irons. Anyhow, those are my golosses of gratitude. Um, I should have soccer-related one, but I'm going to leave that to you guys. Go on, Jared. All right. Well, uh, definitely a glass of gratitude to Fox 40 for uh, pretty much having the, the game going on at 99%. Uh, there might have been a couple hiccups uh, towards the first couple of minutes, but everything worked amazingly. So thank you very much, Fox 40. Uh, also, glasses of gratitude go out to Whataburger, uh, although they – have uh, taken the Dr. Pepper shake and malt off, off the menu for now. They brought back the banana pudding uh, shake and malt, which definitely helped out for preparing for, for this weekend. So definitely love that. And of course, uh, big glasses of gratitude to our to our info guys, uh, to Ryan, to John, uh, for always keeping us up to date on the officials for the coming match, uh, any stats that come through, 
any observation. We definitely appreciate that, and, and we love it. And as far as another Goaz's of Gratitude, right now I've, I've got a bit of a brain block, but uh, should another one come through, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely bring that up. So, Luis, uh, how about you? Well, I don't have very many today, too, but first one definitely goes out to Danny V for keeping the net in zero, right? And it's been a while since he's got... It's been a while since he's gotten a clean sheet, too, so we're really happy for him, especially having to go back home or to his old home, I should say, of uh, Pittsburgh. It's never easy when you have the crowd there. You don't know how they're going to react and all that. So thankful that he managed to do that. And for the rest of the team for keeping uh, the score uh, scoreless, right, because we could have easily lost this match. And I was really glad that they managed to get the tie and uh, as opposed to what happened last week, this tie actually feels much better. It feels like a much more valuable point. So I, I just got to say thanks there to the team. Also, thank you to the Conchitas owner, one of the owners there, Annie, because I, yesterday I had actually missed it just by about two hours that they had actually closed on Saturday and their locations closed on Sunday and Monday. So she actually managed to meet me yesterday. So I'd be able to get my conchas because y'all know I needed my uh, conchas every day. And <laughs> she managed to be there because I was busy out in Stockton on Saturday. And that's one of the reasons why I wasn't able to really be a part of those group chats that were going on behind the scenes between Sharon, Jared and the rest of our friends. Because I was out there for the longest day and I had a little issue that went on and had me delayed there for a little longer than I expected. But luckily, I managed to do all the things that I wanted to do on Saturday. So it was all good. But thankful for the fact that there are highlights on YouTube. Because other than that, I don't have ESPN+. Plus. I'm not paying Mickey Mouse this year. So uh, there would be no other way for me to find out what happened. So that's that's my colossal gratitude out to uh, YouTube and uh, USL for actually putting up the highlights and not just putting up a minute of the highlights, but putting up like seven minutes worth of highlights, which doesn't always happen, especially in a game in which there were no goals. So, goals of gratitude out to them. And so, that's all. And, you and one late goals of gratitude. I actually saw on Twitter there were uh, quite a collective of Republic FC fans that made the trip to Highmark Stadium. So. Definitely a big glass of gratitude for all the, the Republic FC fans that uh, made the trip or lived around the area, even if to at least see uh, our uh, Iron Curtain. That's so funny. So, Luis, I think you have one other glass of gratitude, and it happened at the Giants game. I think it's to your workplace, if I'm not mistaken, you know, for getting you guys. I, I don't know how you got those tickets that are really <laughs> nice, and then you ended up getting a winning thing. So I'll just steal your thunder. I think you had that one last galaza of gratitude for the fun that you had, that we were all watching vicariously you doing fun things at the at the baseball game. And it's like, dude, man, you're just, you're, you know what it was like, I, I know you didn't watch the, the match, you know, when it was unfolding. I think you tried, but, um, but we got you covered on all of that because like you said, behind the scenes, you had a lot of catching up to do on the group chat with with John always being like the voice of reason and when everybody gets all emotional John kind of brings it down to reality right and yeah. uh Mike Mike and and Chris you know they kind of put that dose of reality in when we all get excited but um 
echoing your sentiments also, Luis, on Danny Videolo and the Iron Curtain because the dude had to make some saves. Um, you know, we had a little rotated squad in the back line. We had a situation with Shane. You know, there's so much to talk about. So um, we, the, without Luis Felipe, I mean, it's just what a game. That's all I can say is what a game. And what a beautiful view that stadium is there. Pittsburgh, wait, no, are they? We're, I think John yeah. nicknamed uh, us the uh, r- River, wait, Sacramento Hounds? Something. Uh, re- Republic Hounds. Republic Hounds. We are now Republic Hounds because we're, you know, <laughs> doing the same thing. That, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually I've actually gone by that stadium one time when I was uh, visiting uh, Pittsburgh uh, some uh, years ago. It's definitely a great location, and as you've seen on uh, Fox Forty or ESPN Plus, they obviously have some uh, traffic in in the river. I mean, we've seen river boats. Uh, we've also seen a train go go by as well because apparently there's a a train track right along the side. It kind of reminded me of uh, Montclair. Uh, in New Jersey, when I went to go see the uh, Red Bulls two match, because there was that that one sideline that it was just nothing really behind it, and you had the three seating stadiums, and it seemed about the same size as well as far as the uh, the playing field. Yeah, and then the crappy surface. Oh, the guys hated playing on that carpet. I just know they did, and it looked so worn down. If you look at every ten yards, it just looked horrible, and I just felt I felt so sad. And, you know, the, somebody even had to do a slide tackle or he got bonked around by us. And it was one of the Pittsburgh players. He came up all bloody on his arm. Oh, yeah. That was a, some yeah. nasty, uh, nasty uh, carpet uh, rash right there. Yeah. I, I, and it's like we're so fortunate that when we slip and slide on our grass field, you literally you bounce because it's, <laughs> it's kind of soggy in places and it's soft for the most part until they have a concert on it. <sighs> Anyhow. Yeah, which they'll have a few concerts too coming soon. I keep saying it over and over again because there was that rough patch right in front of the visitors bench too, right? That we all know of and hope they fix it because it's uh, only going to get worse, especially with the the heat that we're about to experience here (laughs) in the next uh, coming weeks. But yeah, no, I I share the same view that you guys do and just watching uh, the atmosphere there at the stadium. It definitely seems like a nice venue to travel to. Right. And who knows, potentially this could be the final venue. Right. Because uh, yeah. East, East versus West for the grand finale. So nice to see that there's more venues like that. And how awesome would it be for us if we had a venue that would be close to Tower Bridge? Right. Just like there's it's so oh. close to their bridge. Look at that. I, you know, I, I I was circling. This is so funny. I know we're going to be in the rail yards unless it's built up. We won't have a view like this, you know, if, if our stadium gets built in the rail yards. But I was like behind the scenes. And I know we got we've got to talk about some of the, the soccer here. But behind the scenes, I was talking about, you know, what if they raised all those uh, divey hotels? What is it? The Days Inn, the Motel 6. And there's one other yeah. one over there. Yeah, basically that the hotels along Jaboom Street and Burkett Drive yeah. you know, to, to make space. I would I would prefer they keep that uh, Smud Museum of uh, oh, yeah. Wonderment oh, yeah. or whatever it is. Oh, Definitely yeah. keep, keep that. Keep keep that, of course. Yeah, my circle when I sent it to you guys, I accidentally circled in the um, museum. But if you there's plenty of room in those other locations, that would just be 
lovely and there's multiple points of you know access you know i street bridge and jaboom street and i5 right off anyhow i can dream right i can dream yeah okay it doesn't well, cost a thing like they say yeah. <laughs> in spanish um, free. thoughts are free so what louise is showing us right now we are on the youtube highlight reel of the pittsburgh river river hounds and sac republic so we we've been watching a couple of the plays of you know either pittsburgh missing the goal having good chances um it was 80 degrees with humidity at game time so think about that yeah practically about maybe 95 degrees for us when you like take into account the humidity and all that and right it's rough to play in that condition or especially when they're not used to that and right. i granted they played at tampa bay a few weeks ago but still it, it hits you with the travel with having a you know practice in that it's it's tough and jared knows it very well too in traveling there right i'm sure uh, <laughs> you experienced uh, the humidity pretty bad yeah especially down down in tampa but uh in in, Pitts, in pittsburgh or i should say western pennsylvania it was it was definitely present i mean granted the time i went was in october so obviously there's going to be a difference between between humidity in July and October, but still, that's definitely something you want you want to factor in, especially playing right there by the river, you know, because there's always going to be some uh, deflection of humidity uh, off the pitch or coming in from the river. But uh, it definitely plays a factor, and it's something that Republic are really not uh, too used to, given the uh, the Western Conference. So. What what we've been watching are some of the attempts that uh, Pittsburgh had on our goal, and just just for kicks and giggles, the the formation was a little different. We started to chat about where's Jared Timmer playing because they've got three other guys in the back line, and where's Shane Wheat playing? He was kind of set off to the right side. It was almost like we we played a whole different formation with Jared Timmer being allowed to make those wing runs that Jack Gurr normally makes. So we saw Jared Timmer getting up and down the field a little bit more than he's used to. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I think they had to like Rochambeau as to who was going to be responsible for that role. I'm serious because I wouldn't want it. You know, I wouldn't want to fill in for, for Jack Gurr. And I know Shane uh, in the podcast that he did with um, Connor Donovan, he mentioned that he's naturally the right wing uh, back. He normally plays right back position, but we have, he's had to learn to play the left back position. But with Lee Desmond coming back, now you have Lee Desmond, Connor Donovan, Shane Wheat, or Jared Timmer all in the back lines, you know, having to fix that up. So what we saw was Jared making those runs. We saw Aldair Sanchez making those left side runs. And then we had uh, Dami and Russell kind of doing switchy-switch back and forth, and sometimes Aldair making switchy-switch. We had LaGrasse, even though the original formation shows a 4-3-3, Matt LaGrasse was actually sitting in the pocket the, where, the way we are used to Luis Felipe sitting in the pocket um, just ahead of the defenders. And then we had Nick Ross on a little bit of a free reign, you know, where he could get up the field, you know, if... Uh, to do a, a, a trailing midfielder, you know, the, the trailing attacking midfielder role. And he, he did that really well. Unfortunately, we didn't convert any goals. And then you had Luther trying to play either a nine or a 10, and I couldn't quite figure it all out. You know, they were trying to feed him some of those runs that he's so good at making where he 
pulls himself almost offside and then you feed him the ball and he can beat the defenders, right? But that didn't happen. I think there was one run he was able to get in. There was another, you know, he did get offsides a couple of times. He played like a bully. I mean, he was a, you know, he was a handful. And of course he earned a yellow card for his um, being a handful. Dami had um, some opportunities. Russell had some brilliant opportunities as well. But there's just something, a secret sauce that's missing. And I don't know if it was the Jacker, you know, situation that was missing. We just, it was hard to say what what we were missing in the game. But there felt, I don't know if you guys felt like the absence of something or just that we did everything we possibly could with who we had in a little bit of a rotated squad. And it turned out, okay, we did not get beat. Tell 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 me what you thought of that kind of rotated shifty lineup and having Shane Weed on the right side and Jared Timmer making the runs. It's just different. Yeah, I mean, we were not in a great situation uh, given the aftermath of the uh, San Antonio match, uh, given that we still had some players that were still out or not even there. I mean, really, there wasn't a whole lot more that uh, could be done, especially against such a powerhouse team like the the Riverhounds. I mean, there's there's a reason why we picked uh, so many players uh, from their roster this past uh, couple seasons. But um, you know, granted, yes, if we if we were at full st- at full steam, sure, we, we you could have at least gotten one one goal and maybe at worst case scenario still dr- drawn, but at least one one. But you know, with the power that we had, uh, which was considerably more than last week, you know, I'd say we we definitely uh, you know had had our number uh, get, given to us. But uh, you know, on uh, on the other side, you know, we certainly took it to them as as much as possible that I know at the 10th minute, we had quite a bit of a rally going on that I was thinking for sure we were going to get one in there, but, uh, you know, Riverhounds, uh, goalkeeper just pretty much uh, shut us out. So dang I mean, overall, goalkeeper, dang that goalkeeper. Doesn't he know that we're supposed to at least get, I like we were predicting at least one or two goals. However, Jared, your prediction thankfully did not come true. So we were very happy about that. <laughs> What well one did, but not but not score related. But we'll, we'll talk not. about that later. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Not the time yeah. right now to talk about that, sadly. But yeah, no, I mean you said it right, Sharon. I mean they've had a lot of different rotations going on, and it's gonna take them some time to get adjusted to these new positions and to some players that weren't used to playing at the beginning, right? That were more in the substitution role, and it's just tough right when you have so many injuries and we're missing arnold lopez because of all those darn yellow cards that just kept accumulating and you know he was gonna get a match (laughs) suspension uh, uh, at some point and it's it's just a shame right and then also luis felipe was gone and like you mentioned jack Gurr, he just makes such a difference that i'm a little worried that not having jack Gurr out there is just like impacts all of our opportunities because when he's out there we know he makes those runs he creates those opportunities. Sometimes he also scores now this season. So hopefully he comes back, Jack. We we need you. <laughs> we need you out there. We need the speed. Yeah. Well, and you know what, Luis, you have given props, and so have you, Jared, and, and we have too, to Faraday Sosa when he has to step in and, and do the subbing. And with Shane going out kind of early in the in the match, um, I you know, honestly, I, I hope he's okay. If you, if any of you guys are listening to this, please send 
you know, that bright light towards whatever body part got a little tweaked um, on freaking turf. Oh, man, I know the turf. He, he Shane even talked about playing on turf and how much they players get more beat up on turf than they do on grass. Mm. Understood. But, you know, so now now Shane, you, the rotation was just tough on us. You know, we were we were bringing in players and kind of throwing the kitchen sink at, uh, you know, at, at Pittsburgh. Even uh, Kecko had to come in and he was trying to command when he when he got subbed in in the second half. He was trying to command the space that he normally does that he's very adept at doing. But he was getting, you know, nicked and, you know, uh, he's so good at moving the ball away from pressure. You know, when he receives the ball, he really reads the uh, opponent, his defender really well if he's getting closed down by one or two people. But he even he had a hard time, um, you know, doing doing all of that. So we had some shots on goal. We didn't have enough. Um, in my mind, we didn't have enough possession. You know, we always talk about possession being the key. Um, we see a we see opportunities where Luther found Russell on the left side, and then Russell bl- played it back. And we know that Dami can shoot with his left foot, but I, I always yell, you know, you need to hit it with a bigger bag. Um, and he had to have more accuracy. And even the announcers, because we had Jack on the broadcast, and we also had Adam Moffitt. And Jack immediately um, talked about his hips, you know, where his hips are. We've talked about that with uh, shooters when they shoot in the past, how you have to get your hips right um, and and face the goal, face where you want. And Dami was a little crossed up on his body and he saw that ball coming a mile away. I mean, it was really obvious that Russell was going to lay it back. But but, you know, we just need to work on these finer details when we're shooting in front of the goal. Um, we we also saw some situations where our hearts went into our throats when we thought that it could PKs could have been awarded um, because of certain foul situations that you know happened and it just we just got freaking lucky, you guys. In some cases, that the referee wasn't calling certain things. I don't know. I, I I'm glad this game is behind us. I'm glad we came away with a clean sheet and a point on the road. Those are all happy days. I cannot wait to hear the next version of Connor, Connor Sutton's the breakaway. Cause I'm hoping to hear some additional thoughts about this match. And I don't know if they have time to do that because we have a funny sneaky feeling with all the excitement about the homeless world cup, the women's world cup starting that there's going to be also an announcement we're, you know, we've got our fingers crossed that we get to hear some news sometime this month about stadium. So, you know, I don't know what time the front office has to kind of put some stuff together, but I want to hear more about Pittsburgh. So, you know, if there's anybody listening from the front office, even just a, you know, a Tuesday interview with coach for, you know, 20 seconds or a minute at training session, I, I, I want to hear more, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're still within 60 days. They didn't say in 60 days. They did say within. So the sooner <laughs> would be better. Just just putting it out there because it's not just not just us, not not our not just our listeners that are waiting for a word on the stadium announcement. I'd say it's pretty much the entire Republic FC universe waiting for this news. Yeah, everyone's been waiting. We've been patiently waiting for uh, quite some time now, right? I have friends that are not even soccer fans that want to see a stadium built 
there and they ask all the time, hey, what do you know about the the stadium? It's like, well, I'm not an insider, so I know nothing. I'll know when you know, you know, it's a little bit like that. Yeah. I mean, basically, if anyone wants to know anything, you just have to pass by there. And if you see some construction going on there, then uh, it looks like we might be having some good news right over. You start seeing some movement around there, then that's what I would do. Uh, Sadly, I don't live in SAC, but for anyone who's around there, maybe you go to work in downtown. I'd say maybe like walk by there or, you know, drive by there or something. And we just like casually turn to the side and see what's going on. Cause, uh, we might find out some things by just uh, being in the area. Is all I would say. <laughs> but or yeah. ju- or just ran or just randomly take the light rail up to the town the township nine station. That's, that's going to be fairly close to it. I mean, that's another way. Yeah, so multiple avenues for people to find out <laughs> a little bit more of uh, what's going on there. But one last thing in this match, like I mentioned, Danny was the main factor in us getting the point, and I'm so glad that first of all he's healthy, right? Because with all the injuries we've been having. The worst thing that could happen is now Danny also getting added to the list there. But in the 65th minute, don't he had don't quite, it. he had quite a stop. Right? I'm I'm yeah. knocking on wood like crazy, Jared. Yeah. So I got <laughs> yeah, no, that he had quite a stop in the 65th minute, right? I mean, I think this was the key moment in the match where if he hadn't stopped that, this would have been a whole different match, and we could have probably you know seen maybe two or three goals scored against us, but. Luckily, he was there. Luckily, he did the right movement, right? Because you got you have to be really careful with uh, how you move as a goalkeeper in those situations where you have a guy that might have a one-on-one opportunity, right? I, I know that Connor was right there, like, trailing the guy, but you never know, right? All of a sudden, you get someone who has a burst of speed, and then they have a one-on-one in front of the goalkeeper, and he just crosses it and scores. So there you go. That's why I gave him the colossal gratitude. <laughs> so you know what's so funny? My favorite play because they played it over and over and over. Um, and this was one of the this was one of the plays they also played on the uh, Sac Republic highlights on their social media. My favorite part of this whole play is Connor Donovan realizing that you know he's he literally has got his arm out going you know hey hey Danny you know I don't know if he's pointing at Danny or if he was asking his other two defenders to tuck in because you had Shane Wheat who's normally really fast. And then you had Lee Desmond, who was a little bit, uh, you know, they were late to make that transition. But at the end of the day, everybody got back and were able to stymie any further attempts after this incredible shot in the 65th minute, which, you know, had the back of the net written all over it, except Danny Videolo said, not on, not on my watch. Um, and I'm glad he did that against his old team in front of his family. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just absolutely wonderful to see. It was just wonderful. But the Connor Donovan arm, <laughs> man, that's just that's just like heaven. Yeah, the, the, the arm, the finger, the and, arm, the finger, and not the finger everyone's thinking, but the just the pointing finger there. <laughs> but if anybody I, makes a meme out of that, or you know, does a screenshot <laughs> on that one, you know, we can make the collage. If I don't know if I'm going to make a collage for you know this week's release of our podcast. I, th- I, I thought you were invoking the the meme king, Jared here. I was, uh, I was he... hoping to get the meme king going. You know, he where... well, I mean, really, there was only one thing I I could meme about, and and, and it's and I know I couldn't have been the only ones to notice as well. So with uh with uh, Matt Lagrassa coming back, he uh had a little bit of a 
facial coiffure himself, you know, or mm-hmm. at least starting one anyway. So right. that, that explains the meme that I had to make. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, no, this one with, with Connor Donovan pointing, you know, you can either have the ET you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> joined finger point, or you could have God, you know, whatever. I forget which God in Greek uh, mythology. Yeah, I get, I get the uh, the picture you're talking about. I think that's the, uh, yeah. the one I saw the Sistine Chapel in it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've got a, a finger pointing Connor Donovan on the run. So, I mean, I think it deserves, you know, its own little meme. Maybe he's yeah. maybe he's doing this to somebody else. I don't know. You know, put your finger in your ear. Or, you know, maybe he's putting his finger in somebody's mouth. Could sort something out. <laughs> uh, I, I like the ET one, Jared. If you can make it happen, I mean, eh, we'll, we'll see how the ET one goes. I oh, mean, he found it! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, you guys, we have ET with the finger. Oh my god! And he, he could be touching Connor Donovan's finger, uh, <laughs> and then have be. some kind of bright light. <laughs> or Danny video. <laughs> Danny Vidiolo just standing there, you know, maybe one of his behind the whole scene with his arms wide and, you know, <laughs> I don't know. All right, Jared. All right. That's, that's the new, that's your homework for today. So that way the viewers can see <laughs> a, a E.T. with uh, Connor Donovan too. Connor, that might be your new nickname, E.T. E.T. Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> a new nickname may have been born here, but uh, yeah, I, I think personally he was a, uh, just letting Danny know, like, hey, stay back. Don't come out. It's kind of how I interpret it. Like, he was just telling him, like, hey, hold your line. I got this, right? I don't think he's got an angle. I think you're fine. I think that's what he, because he was just, it seemed like he was pointing at him. I, I think that's what he was signaling, so. I think he was pointing that he's going to get by me. <laughs> he's going to shoot. Danny, <laughs> Danny, this is all you, buddy. <laughs> Save us. <laughs> Save us. Um, but yeah, so that that was the match at zero zero. Um, quite a few yellow cards. I gotta say, this referee actually uh, was quite the card giver, and not something we say typically with USL referees. Because how many times have we asked for a ref to throw a yellow card out? And at least he was fair, right? Four yellow yellow cards to both sides, so there was not no like one sided situation going on here. Despite again us being the away team in this case, there. So overall. Great point for us, given the circumstances and all that. And not just that, right? But with the point, we maintain our first place status. Although Tampa Bay now also has 34 points. But if we look at goal differential, we do have uh, six more in the goal differential tally right there. So we are still there. Now, El Paso does have one game in hand still. Should they win, they would get to tie us at 34 points. But we'd still be first. So. There is that. But again, team has to be concentrated. We've been tying quite a bit. I know we've been a client of, you know, men's warehouse in the past, but we can't go back to those old habits, right? I mean, we had enough ties already. Quit buying new ones. Like, we're good already. Like, no, no. more ties. <laughs> we have, I can't believe the number of draws that we have with seven. You know, it, it, we're we're looking like Las Vegas at this point. How many <laughs> how many ties does Las Vegas have? They have one more than us. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. You know, it, to be a winning team, we need to be a winning team, not a tying team. But oh man, I know Mark's going to figure it out, and I know the players are going to get healthy, and we you know we may have a little bit of a a weird slump. 
let's put all of our hope on the match that's still coming up this weekend. And also on the 26th, our last two home matches before a very long series of away matches um, that where we don't even see a match until they get back on August 26th. So we've got two more home matches and then a ginormous road trip. I think they can do well on, on some of the, you know, at, at some of these away matches, I, I have a lot of faith in them. But at the end of the day, the road wears you out. You know, you always are so happy when you get home and sleeping in your own bed. I just hope to goodness when the guys anticipate road that they anticipate it with joy. Like I get to travel versus I have to travel. You know, it's like I get to travel. Let us fans do the hand wringing. And you guys just look forward to going and spoiling, you know, the await, I mean, the home team when you're traveling, spoil their fun. Just go smack them, play with joy, as we always say, and uh, win. Yeah. I mean, if they get back to their winning ways, I think that they're going to take those three road matches in a positive manner. So with that being said, the game against Phoenix, which would be the last, uh, home game in a really long time in a month exactly actually because then we come back on the 26th as well and we play against phoenix on the 26th of this month it's going to be a critical match if they win that game i think they're going to travel to las vegas feeling confident and also considering their last place but again don't take them for granted there but you know it's going to be a a tough a tough four matches away right earlier in the season they had three matches away but now having four and yes true Las Vegas, Monterey, not too far from us, but still, they're traveling out there. Birmingham Legion, Laudan. Now you guys are okay. I, I didn't hear anything from you guys, so I guess I said it right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you did. You did good. I said it right. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. I, I said it right, but I'm not looking forward to that match because I don't want to keep saying it over and over again. But <laughs> uh, it's going to be a tough uh, just road for them. And uh, yeah, I just keep saying it over and over again. USL, what are you doing? Like three matches away was already enough. Four matches away. Like, are you guys serious? Like, come on. Whoever's like handling the schedules, like three is too much already. Don't make any team travel four times consecutively because that's rough. They've got some uh, weekly games also. I mean, some they have some weekday games on the mix there as well. So come on, it's already bad enough. They have to travel and then... <laughs> You throw in some weekday games and all that on top of the traveling four guys, right? They're going to be finishing the game against Birmingham Legion. And then once the game is over, probably go travel to the next match because it's going to be in just a matter of a few days. So, yeah. Yeah. I still kind of wish I was going to that uh, match in Birmingham. I mean, for, first of all, to, to go see our our, our, our buddy uh, Kaler you know, with uh, hammering down and also, they have Publix there, too, so you already know what's happening there. Ooh. You got me at Publix. Uh, I might even... <laughs> if only I could go, too. That would be a, a nice stop to go to. But, yeah, we'll definitely be having a Kaler as well um, in the days leading to that match to hear more of Birmingham Legion and how they're doing and what we can expect from them. So uh, y'all can expect a, a podcast return of uh, Kaler, who's uh, our podcast friend here. So, yeah. but. Upcoming match, though, Memphis 901. Is, and as we mentioned at the beginning, there's a team that doesn't really know how to score, at least in the last uh, matches that they've ah! had. 
Don't jinx. Wait. Touch wood, Jared. Touch wood. They don't know how to score. But... Is there wood there? Yeah. And My desk kind of it's real wood, so yeah. can't really well, do it here. Hopefully you guys have real wood there, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, this this key this key card thing used to be wood in a previous live, so. <laughs> Well, there you go. Okay, I guess that works if it was, but yeah. Yeah, recycle. Last two matches, like we mentioned, they lost at home against San Antonio, 4-0. Then they lost away at Phoenix, 6-0, which is crazy how they managed to get six goals on them. Before that, they had their last win against Charleston Battery, 3-2. And Charleston Battery has been pretty good, right? They are on top, right? They are one of the top teams in the East, so... This is a team that, yes, we're here saying that they haven't scored in the last two matches, but we can't take that for granted. The guys have to be focused, but also take into consideration that they're going to be playing against Oakland on Wednesday. So there's a team that's going to be traveling quite a bit here in Northern California, and we're going to be seeing how informed they're going to be leading up to our match, right? If they manage to beat Oakland, this is going to be a different team. This won't be the same team that has received 10 goals in two matches. So, or it could be the other way around too, right? I mean, that they've had to, you know, play against Oakland if they manage to not win or maybe even get a tie. They might not be as determined, right? They might not be as motivated and might just feel like, let's just go get a tie. But Sharon brought up a good point earlier that they're not used to this weather. Thankfully, they're not RGB, who was super used to the weather that we experienced last week so i don't know it might really hit them right because it's going to be 106 107 i think on saturday we shall see i mean we shall see it's just it's a it's a crapshoot you know and we got to see who's what guys are healthy and what guys are taking good care of their bodies um you know hearing a little bit on the connor um sutton's podcast and hearing some of the interviews of the players most of the guys are really getting smart about taking care of their bodies and not consuming vast amounts of alcohol. They're really good. A lot of them are healthy eaters. And that's, you know, that, that helps my, uh, my, my gut feeling about this team. When I know that they're taking good care of their bodies, it means that they take their hormones seriously. Um, so I, I, I totally appreciate that. And even Jack, you know, uh, over the weekend, Adam Moffat was trying to needle him a little bit about, you know, some of his favorite eateries around here. And, you know, and Jack says, no, we, we eat really healthy. And it was like, oh yeah, Jack, go Jack. You know, cause they, they do, they take this, they take their job very seriously. And part of their job means keeping their body at peak performance. So that helps on these really super hot days. And let's just hope the freaking referee has the hydration breaks for these guys. And Luis, are you going to the game on Saturday? I'm probably not going to the game. Not not this Saturday, but I'm going to try to go to the game against Phoenix, though. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to that game. Um, but the only reason why I ask is because we have the desire to do that one segment with fan interviews. And if I bail, <laughs> if I bail because it's too hot for the old lady, then it's kind of like, Luis, tag, you're it. <laughs> That that's partially the reason why I would be bailing on this match because I I wanted to go to the state fair but this kind of dampened my plans which well, you know how it is right the, last weekend we had good weather and then when Sack come back comes back to town all of a sudden it's got to be in the hundreds again right and and state fair 
and yeah. sleep fair. Oh, opening yeah, so. weekend. Yeah, tough, tough. Not not the day that you want to have state fair for sure, right? Especially when want want to get a crowd out there and all that. But like you said, right? It was pretty rough, right? The last game, you know, we toughened it up. But for this one, especially being a state fair game, it's just it's just a shame. But that's how it is. And uh, but hey, we're gonna have more matches either way. We're gonna have that long break, so the weather should hopefully be changing. <laughs> that might be the only pro of having those uh four road matches and then coming back in late August. So there is that. But let's go ahead and uh, take a look at our podcast winner dinner contest. As much as I don't want to take a look at it, this is the time that we need to do so. <laughs> but yes. uh, it's really happy. Yes, yeah. Sharon and I, not so much. Not so much, but maybe me a little less <laughs> because uh, Jared actually got one point and none of us, of course, got the score. None of us said 0-0. I think uh, I was close to saying it, but yeah, I, I didn't say it. And of course, we didn't have any goal scorers. So down to yellow cards, Jared was uh, the only brave of us three to say, hey, Pittsburgh might be at home, but they're going to get the first yellow. And that's indeed what ended up happening. And with that point, now, Jared and I are tied at 12 points, and Sharon is still leading the way with 13 points. So just the point away separates Jared from first place and me from last place. <laughs> so uh, that should be uh, interesting uh, next week there. But let's go ahead and give our predictions for the game against Memphis. And Sharon, I don't think you've gone first in a few weeks. so. Uh, you go first this time? Are you sure? Because I thought I already went first, but I'll do it. So I've got... Okay. Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I think... I, okay, I've got us uh, against Memphis. I wrote it down. Um, uh, 3-0. I'm just hoping Danny gets another goose egg and uh, um, because of the dry heat. First goal scorer for us is going to be... I'm putting Russell back in. Oh, I had him last weekend too. No, no, no. I had Nick last week. Okay. Um, and then if he doesn't see the pitch and I've got my fingers crossed that Seba is healthy again because he'd be my backup if Russell didn't get a chance to play and Memphis is going to draw the first yellow in my mind but it's probably going to be Sacramento Jared? I'm going to be a little bit more conservative I'm going to say two uh, 2-0 Republic Uh, I am going to go with Nick Ross scoring first Uh, if he doesn't uh, play or if he doesn't score I am going to go with uh, Luther for my second choice. And, and I'm going to say Memphis uh, get, gets the uh, yellow, yeah, first yellow. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think we get a clean sheet. I know there's a team that hasn't scored in two games, but I have a feeling that if they don't win on Wednesday against Oakland, they're still going to get some goals. And so I see a 2-1. I think it's going to be a little more closer than we uh, imagined, but 2-1 win for Sack. First goal scorer I see as Nick actually also being. I think he's uh Did you write th- yours? Did you write yours down before we started? No, you didn't. I, I didn't, didn't write them down this time. You yeah. did not. So uh, you're yeah. literally you're literally ping-ponging off of our stuff. Okay, thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I mean it's really tough to decide what what player is gonna get the first goal with a bunch of players being injured. So <laughs> I think your best bet is a looking at some of the guys who've been consistently <laughs> in the starting 11. So it's a bit rough, right? I mean, it's, I would much rather say a forward, but these days you don't know what can happen too. But I think if it's not Nick there, I say Russell, 
would be that my backup goal scorer. And for first yellow card, I think Sack is going to get the first yellow card. And I have a feeling we're going to be complaining about this referee next week. So mark my words, I think this referee is going to give us some trouble. But I oh, hope man, I'm wrong. It's, not, it's not Tuesday, so we don't know the referee assignments. That's uh, Tuesday's the big news day all the <laughs> way around for the league. We find out who the officials are. We find out any newsy tidbits. You know. Yep. Yeah. Tuesday's the big news day. Well, that is the podcast dinner or winter dinner uh, breakdown for this upcoming week. And after uh, after the match against Memphis, we'll we'll talk again. Um, I will be kind of busy that day on Sunday. So anyhow, um, we've already kind of talked a little bit about some of the other Central Valley teams, including the Storm and all of that. So what else do we have with respect to uh, the the remaining Central Valley leagues to talk about? So League One, Central Valley Fuego, I hate to say it again, but they ended up losing against uh, Ford Madison over in Wisconsin. 1-0. Again, their last four games, it's not like they've lost by like a lot of goals. It's just been 1-0 losses. It's such a shame because I keep saying it over and over again. Whenever your team loses 1-0, you know you had the opportunities. You know you could have maybe grabbed a tie, but you didn't. And they actually also let go of their former coach. And now they actually uh, hired Adam Smith, who is a familiar face to us, right, at uh, Sac Republic. So that's yeah, what he did. He's and- also a familiar face for Fresno because he coached the Foxes. Um, in the in past years when it was you know uh, um, in a different in in our league but before they folded and then got rebranded as Central Valley Fuego and Adam was a front runner with the fans and so the type of coach that Adam is he's very uh, technically uh, oriented and focused so the guys are going to be working on a lot of technique a lot of repetition a lot of you know, uh, muscle memory components so that when they get out on the pitch, their bodies know how to do. Having worked for Adam in the past when he was an assistant coach, um, it it was it was delightful watching him work and then watching him with the foxes. He had a very good rapport with him there. So um, I wish him well in his endeavors and hopefully he can turn things around and and make it work for them. Really, really like the man. And his family. He's got a great family. Yeah, hopefully they can because they, they've had a good team last season. They were so close to making it to playoffs. And even the only game I was able to go out there and watch them, I had a good impression of the team. So I think there's a team that could be, you know, a, a powerhouse in future seasons. But this season was just a, a rough one for them. And hopefully he can at least turn things around for this uh end of season, at least end of season with, uh, you know, some more points, some more wins. So that way, at least the players get to experience um, some additional wins there. And of course, we'll have our favorite podcast magic here at the end of the season and um, wish them the best. Hopefully makes a return to sack. Probably not likely, but uh, yeah, it's just a shame to to see him go through that. And looking at USL League 2 with uh, Academica, they have uh, one more match left in their season. Uh, they are out of like any potential like playoff opportunities and all that. But yesterday they lost 4-2 against uh, Project 510. And 
that's that's what that happened. And uh, their last game of the season is playing against the Davis Legacy. They're going to be traveling over to Davis. That's going to be happening this Friday. So if anyone out in SAC wants to go see them, there's your opportunity right there. They're going to be uh, traveling there to uh, the SAC area. But also a rough season, I think, for them. But again, it is their first season in uh, USL League 2. And they've had quite some competition with Project 510, with uh, the Glens, and also with uh, Monterey Bay 2, which has been doing pretty good. They're not only doing good things with uh, the first squad, but also with their second squad in USL League 2. So there's there's something going on there. Um, but that is how our teams are looking like. Of course, USLW has wrapped up for uh, our three favorite teams there too. So yeah, Sac Republic, you got to lead the way. We got to make it to playoffs because uh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're our only hope for uh, some playoff games here in the Valley. Well, let's uh, not not uh, be too hasty. We we can't forget about the, the California Storms WPSL uh, squad as well. So this upcoming weekend, they're actually going to be traveling here to Arizona. They're going to be playing at Legacy Sports, uh, also known as Bell Bank Park, out in Mesa. Uh, this Saturday morning at 11, they're actually going to be taking on the Westside Metros FC. If they win that match, they face the winner of SC Del Sol and SoCal Reds FC the following morning. At 8.30. So this is definitely going to be a big, big, big weekend for the Storm and the WPSL out in Mesa. Uh, I'm going to try and make it out there. I can't make any promises, but given the uh, the distance from my side of the West Valley all the way out to Mesa, where it's even past the light rail, and having to take a ride share at the last mile, so to speak, uh, I'm going to do my best to try to figure out some way to get out there, at least for the uh, Saturday match. Uh, Sunday match uh, should the storm advance. I don't know if I'd be able to, to do so given Sundays are usually more restrictive uh, transit style, but I'm going to do my best to get out there and cheer on the storm and hope, hopefully they get a, a, another uh, advancement because so far for the WPSL, no, no team has won back-to-back championships and the storm have a chance to make some history if, if they do win both uh, matches this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, oh storm. And, uh, you know, the only downside of all the different transfers and, you know, the transit that you're doing, Jared, is the heat, you know, because you're going to be doing a lot of on off on off kind of stuff. And what if anything breaks down now you're stuck in, you know, I just so just take it easy, buddy. We love you. We want you to, you know, keep on keeping on because look at what you got coming your way this weekend. Ouchie. Yeah, and Mesa does tend to run a little bit hot as well compared to a lot of the other valley. It's it's weird. I don't know why it is. They have more weather extremes compared to, say, Phoenix or Tempe, uh, Glendale, Tolleson, everything like that. Because I used to work out at, not that far from uh, Mesa. I would have to use Mesa as a transit connection. And I would notice during the winter it gets colder than a lot of the other places. And of course, in the summer, it gets hotter than everywhere else. So you know I'm not what? sure what that is. Let's just pray that the storm can weather the heat and, you know, and do well and bring home, you know, just continue to beat the teams because we have our we have our hopes riding on them. Well, should they advance? Uh, will they be going back to Sacramento, though? Or is this like a everything ends here in, in Arizona kind of situation with them? No. Do you know? Yeah. No. Now, if if they end up winning both Saturday and Sunday, uh, they go on to the uh, semifinals, which are back at uh, Neil Patterson Stadium in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That, that's where they had the finals, or the uh, semifinals and finals last year. 
So they're going back to the same place. And I'm sure uh, Chris Malinab will probably be uh, looking forward to some victory Brahms ice cream since I turned him on to that. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, well, we definitely wish them the best of luck too. It's a shame that they're not coming back to the sack, but I get it. I mean, probably logistics. They want all the teams in like central areas and all that, but or maybe also like neutral venues and whatnot. But yeah, best of luck to them because uh yeah, it's gonna be 115 on Saturday down in uh mm-hmm. Mesa, which uh, I get you, Jared. I was I was there for a few days myself and in, in my trip over there, and it's definitely a little bit hotter for sure than uh than the city. So uh this everyone stay hydrated if you're going to watch the match. Uh Thank you. Thank you for watching the match there in person. Because that, that is something else. I mean, I hope they have plenty of hydration breaks. I thought with that weather, you should probably have two hydration breaks per half. That's that's how bad I think the weather is. Yeah, because they're actually having the first match at 830 in the morning and then the storm play at 1130. So they're they're doing something smart by avoiding the late afternoon heat or waiting until the uh, nighttime to play. So there is that. And if for some reason, if I, if I don't uh, make it out there to Mesa, uh, they are streaming the matches as well online. So there, there is that. Okay, cool. Well, we'll definitely be having a close eye on what goes on there too. And hopefully they can uh, go back to Oklahoma and, you know, be the first team, like you mentioned, to be back-to-back champions. Cause that would be really amazing for them, but awesome. Well, other than that, any last final party words here before we say good night and see y'all on Saturday? Well, to whoever's going to the match, because we might not be going. Are you serious? This is the end of the podcast and it's only 820 and we started uh, like about an hour ago. Are you serious? This is awesome. Quick <laughs> podcast. Let's get it. Um, I was like, wait, did I miss something? Uh, like, was there something? <laughs> That's what my brain was doing. It's like, did we miss a segment? I mean, without any goals being scored, it's really hard to talk about different things. I mean, we talked about the formation and guys playing positions they weren't playing. And all I can say is, you know, just nail it this weekend, guys. Just get out and get early, get your goals early, and then do what you got to do. I don't care. I know Martha doesn't like the parking of the bus thing, but if we can get some early goals and do what we need to do, that's, you know, that's that's what I'd like to see is, you know, get her, get her done. Um, yep. I love you, Martha. And eh, you know, our heart is, we gotta, we gotta win some matches. Yeah. Martha, you'll, you'll have to forget. You'll have to forgive Sharon. She's already trying on her, uh, SAC RT uniform, you know, the uh, bus driver uniform. She, cause she wants to park the bus so bad. <laughs> we just have to make, we just have to make sure she, know, she knows which buttons opens the door. So, <laughs> but, but. But yeah, I mean, I, I would love if we can just dogpile on Memphis like all the other teams have been doing these past couple of weeks. Um, so we just have to pour it on uh, just from first minute all the way to the 90th minute, just just dogpile it on, on Memphis. And then also best of luck to, to the storm this weekend. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to try to get out there to Mesa. If not, I'm going to stream, but you know I'm going to be supporting the storm. Uh, hopefully for, for them getting a second consecutive WPSL title. So let's let's cheer them on. Let's go Republic and let's go Storm. Well, I got to say I'm on Martha's side because I'm not a fan of parking the bus. I think that uh, we have a team that's capable, especially if you're at home, to not do that. And again, Memphis, 
they've seen a lot of goals scored against. So there's a team that you could definitely score on, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like, this isn't like one of a stronger sides, right? This isn't a team that's coming after, you know, being undefeated for like a month. So guys just have to be focused out there. We need to make sure that if we win, we don't just win 1-0, but we win and we make a statement out of it, right? Because we need the team to be as motivated as possible going on to the next matches and feeling like, hey, we're all capable of being in the starting lineup. And even though we have all these injuries, we could do this. We could be the same team that we were at the beginning of the season, despite not having our awesome captain, which, by the way, hopefully he comes back at the end of next month. We're hearing around uh, sources are letting us know that there could be a chance that he'll be back, maybe potentially for that game over at Hughes Stadium. That would be awesome for him, right? But Absolutely. So overall, yeah, the team needs to make sure that we have that confidence leading on up to the next couple of games, especially those four consecutive road matches. So go Republic. Shout out to everyone who's going to the match who's going to be uh, in that heat out there because I think it's going to be a little bit hotter than it was uh, when we went to the last game based on what we're seeing here, 110 right now. But awesome stuff from all y'all. Thank you so much for supporting the team and any weather out there. Really fantastic. And also, also, I got to say, Fox 40, please make sure that the app is working right because I'm going to be really mad if <laughs> we get a repeat of what happened a few weeks back where the app wasn't working quite right. So, Jared, if you got to message Connor, message Connor right away, please, because we can't have that happening again. Message him even before the match. Be like, hey, just check with them. Make sure that it's working. They should probably do a little test. And <laughs> if they have to just do a test of like, the players training before the match, just do it. Just put it out there on the app. They don't have to put it on the uh, antenna or anything. Just test it on the app. Make sure it's like, you know, transmitting correctly. Oh, and all that. yep. <laughs> I, we hear you, Luis. We hear you. Um, all right, because I was I was really disappointed at missing the first tab a few weeks back and not being able to talk about my it. My password for Mickey Mouse. It's going to be the local broadcaster. We should get get you my password for Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah. That we, yeah, that might be great. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case, it's always good to have that option. But awesome. Well, thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you so much for all your support. Again, if you want to leave us a voicemail, if you want to listen to episodes, if you want to share them with a friend, visit the website, sacksoccerpod.com, and you're able to do all that, as well as listen to older episodes as well. So have a great night, everyone. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic Podcast. Beauty music and go women in the World Cup 23. Woo! I know Kalia did the oh shite. Get down. Sorry. Time out. Cat was trying to climb up my bookcase. Ah, a podcast. One of the podcasts uh, for for our listeners was in the middle of their AEW uh, uh, spiel. They were getting ready to to leap off the ladder like uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, apparently. Oh, geez. Yeah, no. I uh, I look up and. I cannot do a podcast with without Carly becoming the clown of the podcast to try to get my attention to do, I don't know what she wants me to do with her, obviously play, but I apologize. <laughs>